Like, enough is enough. You're 32 years old. Grow up. Hey, and thanks for coming back to Please Don't Tell Anyone. I'm Molly Clark, your host, and this is the podcast where you hear unexpected stories by ordinary people. I go in blind to all my interviews, only going off of the submission that was written in by the guest so that I can hear the story firsthand just like you. Don't tell anyone, I said, please don't tell anyone. Don't tell said, please don't tell anyone. Please don't tell anyone. Don't tell said, please don't tell anyone. I said, please don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. I'm not going to play the intro again. We were having some mic difficulties. But your name is Sana. Yes. My name is Molly. We have not met before. We do not know each other. Uh, and usually people submit to this podcast their stories, but I actually saw your story on TikTok. So please tell me what I saw. Yeah, so um, my TikTok is kind of all over the place. I usually use it to like promote my business, but for some reason it was the blizzard in New York and the snow was falling. And I was just like, let me just share for the first time publicly that I my husband and I chose to live in two separate apartments in New York City for the first time in six and a half years of our marriage. And it was this super short, seven seconds, just text on a video, and it got over a million views. Were you thinking it was going to go viral or no? No, not at all. Has I, anything of yours gone viral before? Nope. I've gotten probably at most maybe 36,000 views on a video. Yeah. Which I was like, oh my god, this yeah, is crazy. yeah, yeah. But a million, you must have been like, holy shit. Yeah, it was kind of like life changing. Well, obviously, I mean, now you've had an article written, and yeah. all of that is so huge. But let's take a step back. First of all, are you in a happy marriage? Yes, so to speak. Very happy. You marriage. like your husband? Are I you still him. living separately? Yes. So we moved out in October. Moved out. I love so how you said that. Yeah, we both left the... You moved uh, out together. Yeah, exactly. together. Yeah, exactly. We're like, neither of us deserve to have this beautiful luxury apartment. We're both going to go rough it for a little while in two separate smaller apartments. What made that happen? Just So for me, I come from a pretty privileged background, and I never appreciated luxury, and he comes from rags to riches story, so... Um, we, I always used to say things like, I don't need all that you provide for me. I will be fine in a shack on a beach. I don't need all of this. And I think that used to offend him because he wants the luxury. He worked hard for it. He wants to feel appreciated for all that he can provide financially. And I kind of had a little ego moment where I was like, well, I'm going to prove to you that I don't need your money. So we decided to split all of our finances. So it's almost like a dare? So it was initially, this first conversation started in July of 2021. And I was like, oh, like, I don't need your money. Like, I'm feeling like you think I'm, like, in this for money and not for love when I love the shit out of you. So... I want to clarify, you saying I don't need your money isn't like I'm going to fully rely on my trust fund or my parents' money or all. Like, I don't actually need your money. I have tons of my own money. No, it was kind of like I can make it on my own without anyone's money in the world. Okay. So I have a lot of uh, family trauma with my dad always trying to prove his love to me through money. Yeah. And for me, it's always been this 
thing where with dad, I was like, I don't want your money. I don't need it. I want your love. Mm -hmm. And it was so funny because it was the same exact thing that happened with my marriage. Where with my husband, I was like, I don't need your money. I want your love. Um, And he, I think, didn't feel like he was worthy of love without providing for me. So it's kind of like, let me prove to you how much I love you without needing your money. When I said a dare, that made it sound lighthearted, but it wasn't a lighthearted conversation. It was... It, it kind of was, because in July... So that's when we decided to like split our, our finances completely. We used to have a same checking account. All the bills came out of that account. So now I'm an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I'm running a startup. I don't have any money coming in, but I do have a savings. Um from my corporate job. Yeah. And I was like, I'm giving myself a year to make myself enough money to be able to afford the life that I want. And um, I didn't, I also didn't want his security blanket. I wanted to push myself career-wise. Did he feel, because I would think if there was these difficult conversations ahead of time, that this would even perpetuate that complex because it's like oh she's now really gonna prove it yeah but he was so okay we tried, with it so we tried to do it living together splitting the finances doing mm-hmm. it that way but the problem is in the south asian culture i was so deep in my wife duties cleaning the house cooking every meal planning everything clean like laundry is that what your mother was like yeah, that's what I was taught. Like, yeah. as so interesting because I, I was taught the opposite. Like, my mom yeah. worked my whole life. I feel like my mom worked her whole life too, but with my dad, and they oh. ran a business together. So my parents were like, "It's more important for you to be a good wife than it is to make your own money," because that's what she learned. Yeah, it's cultural. Like, mm-hmm. it's so deeply rooted. It's like it's our entire South Asian culture. Like, probably even more than South Asian. Probably. Latina culture as well, like I'm sure a lot of cultures. Um, And I was always this independent woman. Mm -hmm. I was like, no. You're going to break the cycle. Yeah. And that's why I was so against taking my dad's money versus like someone like my sister is like, yeah, dad's going to pay for everything and I'm just going to have a comfortable life. What kind of guy did you marry? Is he like your dad? Funny because yes and no. So he's an accountant just like my dad. Mm-hmm. He is a money man. He, is he South Asian as well? Yeah, so he's from Bangladesh, but he didn't grow up as cultured as I did. He grew up in a very normal town in Connecticut. and it's very white. Yeah, it's <laughs> very white. Um, so he just didn't grow up with the cultural stuff that I did. So when we got married, he didn't get it. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of cultural differences, funny enough, because we are the same culture, but it was. Yeah. Like, he was like, why are you cooking and cleaning? I don't want you to do that. And I was like, well, this is all I know how to do. Got it. So I, that kind of goes back to what I said. Like he, It's yeah. not like he was sitting there with these really strong values saying, no, you're you're disobeying what we've been taught. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so he's not. He was like, yes, please do you. Like, okay. I am supportive of you wanting to do this for yourself. But I think he also was scared that I wasn't going to love him outside of the money that he was providing. Was there at all this fear in either of you that, like, once you start to financially split and then yeah. leave the households that yeah. you're just going to drift apart? 100%. Has that happened? No, but thank God. Like, <laughs> knock on, knock on this fake 
Where did I get those home goods? Um, so I had to risk losing him completely in order to find myself. And to me, it was worth the risk in order for me to be happy on my own two feet. So when did this start? So July 2021. 2021, yeah. This past July. Yep. You split the finances? Yep. When do we get to the point of moving out? So then... Because New York's expensive. People move in together to prevent having to spend more. Exactly. You did the opposite. Yeah. We got into shittier apartments to spend a little more money. Um, And I think it was because... I thought we were fine and everything was good until we went on a road trip to Beacon, New York. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be a great investment property opportunity. Let's do it. Yeah. And he's like, no, like, not really something I'm thinking about doing. And I was like, all right, no worries. I'm just going to call Dad, and he can go in on it with me. Oh. And he, I think, was that was the first moment where I think it hit him that we are really financially separated. And... He was like, wow, like, this doesn't feel like a partnership anymore. So, like, I think it was just this, like, culture, like, reality shock. Reality shock in a sense where it was like, wow, like, things are different. And um, maybe it bruised his ego a little bit. Like, I really didn't need his money. And then it was more like... But that does kind of contradict what you just said of not your point was to prove that you don't not only need his money, but your dad's, but you went to your dad for that money, right? Well, for like an investment property, like I was going to put half in and like have someone else put half in. Got it. But it wasn't like you were like, dad, Ben me 200 bucks so I can go. It was like, hey, like I could put in like 40, 50K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. put in 20, 30K. Um, And it was just like, obviously, like you shouldn't you know, go into something so risky alone, just, like, kind of diversifying the risk. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, I mean, I guess it is a lot of that healing that I had to do when we did separate in Mm -hmm. October, where I was, like, I took that time to really just, like, learn how to be completely on my own without needing anything from anyone. Mm Because my dad offered to give me some money, and I was, like, no, I need to do this on my own. Yeah, that would have, that's what I mean. That would have kind of defeated the purpose, yeah, right? Yeah, so, like, when I moved out, mm-hmm. that's when I was like, no, this is my one moment in October 2021 for the first time in my life that I am going to. So was your lease up, or did you break your lease? Um, our lease was up in November, so I moved out in October, and then he moved out in November. And what the, was that first night, just kind of like, okay, bye? It was the worst. It was Because you missed him, or? Yeah, because it was just I was weird. so lonely. I also have, like, extreme codependency issues. Yeah. So um, that was another reason I did this, because I felt like I was relying on him for everything in my life, and um, I just had to force myself to grow the fuck up. So self-aware of you. I mean, like a lot of now don't when I look back that. at it, I'm like, yeah, I guess it was self-aware, but at the time, I was like this is out of my control. Everything inside of my body is telling me that I have to grow up. Like, enough is enough. You're 32 years old. Grow up. And I was like, no, I don't want to. How did you, yeah, what, how did you find the apartment? And you had no role model showing you to do this. This isn't something people do. Yeah. Did you know a couple that had done this? Never. And now that the TikTok video went viral, there's, like, Facebook groups out there. There's, like, a whole community called LAT, Living Apart Together. 
And oh my I, god, it's like a thing. It's a thing. Did that make you feel? I was like, oh my gosh, like yeah. And now I'm like the spokesperson for now this you like, community. Have, like, <laughs> they like asked me to be like this, like oh my god, person who speaks for them. So the first night apart, where, so you two different apartments. Yeah. So then I moved. We were in Lower East Side, mm-hmm. and then I moved to Upper East Side. I apartment hunted like crazy, mm-hmm. and I um, worst time to rent. Yeah, the worst. Um, they were, like, bidding wars on every single apartment that I liked. And then this one that I saw, I literally, there were eight people that mm-hmm. were ready, ready to put in an application. And I went to the guy, and I was like, I make six figures. Give me the apartment. Like, I'm putting my application in. Here's $1,000. Like, I want it. And he was like, okay. And he's like, okay. What but about your husband? Did he secure a spot right away? Not right away. It took him a while. So he stayed in the old place? Until the lease was up, yeah. Do you guys have sleepovers? All the time. Yeah, I was going to say, okay, yeah. wait, before we get to that, because I have a million <laughs> logistical questions. But so you move into this new place, you have to sit in your thoughts, you have to be alone, you have to grow the, For the first up. time ever. Do you cry at all? Every day. Really? Every single day. I know, but you're coming off so strong. I feel like you, you sound, but crying oh is strong. I don't want to get yeah. that wrong. No, I, I agree. Um, but you just made it seem the way you were doing it so easy, like this. You had to do it. You did it. You're badass. It was the hardest bah, 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 bah. thing I've ever done in my life, and it was the darkest moment of my life. And were there I, times where you're like, "Why the fuck am I doing this? Let's just go live together again." I still do every day. At, even How right long now. do you plan to do this for? So we we traveled the world before, so we were nomads for a year. So he like kind of misses that free lifestyle. So he wants to start doing that again. He wants to like travel, leave New York, blah blah blah. And my business is all in New York. And I'm like, well, I'm not really ready to do that again yet. So he's like, oh, that's fine. Like, you could keep your New York apartment. I'll come visit. And you can come visit me wherever I am. So we might do that. That's in the talks right now. Um, But I think, like, the three- to five-year plan is definitely to buy a house somewhere that we love. It is to move back in together. 100%. But only if we have, like, a, like a house where I can have a whole room. To yeah, yeah, like yeah. But, like, the long-term girl... Goal, yeah. The long-term goal. I was very lesbian on me. The long-term girl. The long-term goal is to live together. It's not to continue the separate life forever and pass a kid back and forth. Yeah, I I also don't think we're going to have kids. Okay, well, there you go. Although my psychic tells me that I Oh, how often do you see her? And I was like, I think that means my business, because my business is my Oh, yeah, I like how you interpret that. Okay, so how did it go for him at first? Oh, he's such a dude. He he was fine. No, he, like, cried for the first time in a very long time. But he was like, this is the right thing for us. And I was like... You're like, wait, what? No, you're not supposed to think that. I was just like, wait, what do you mean by, like, is it the right thing for our relationship? Or is it the right thing for you? Like, Did you do you worry at all in this that he will break up with you? No, not anymore. I did at first. At first, I think both of us feared that we were in it for the wrong reasons. Like, I was scared that he was only with me because he didn't want to be alone. Mm -hmm. And I thought that, I mean, he thought that I was with him because he was financially providing for us. Are you guys in couples therapy? No. Why not? I know. Couples therapy is the best. I'm the biggest therapy advocate. I agree 100%. Um, I'm more on, like, a spiritual path got it so for me it's um a lot of inner work connecting to my intuition okay and I believe in therapy wholeheartedly Mm -hmm. I think it's powerful and amazing 
But I think that for, I think 100% we would do it. We would do couples therapy once we, if we come back and start living together, I think it's going to be a number one priority for us to get couples therapy when we start living together again. So healthy. I just also want to say how, like, I think, especially around Valentine's Day, seeing all these Instagram posts of people's, like, perfect relationships and perfect, 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 like, relationships take work. Yeah. And they're hard. Mm -hmm. And that, yeah, it's a job. And I think you don't get that advertised to you. So I just want to um, applaud you and reinforce that it's okay to go to couples therapy. It's okay to 100%. do exactly what you're doing and let it be messy and not perfect. I mean, listen, you have a giant ring on your finger, a giant rock. You're committed and you're doing amazing things. I'm so in love with this story. So how do the sleep, where are the rules? Are there rules here? Where do the sleepovers start? How Life did that? boring yeah. with rules. Like, I mean, obviously we're very committed to each other yeah. sexually. Okay. Um, so you are monogamous. We are okay. monogamous. Um, For now. No, like, we're soulmates. That's huge. Like, I can't even, we talk about it all the time. I told them, I was like, listen, if you ever have any curiosity and if you ever want to explore, please go for it because I don't want to be the person that's holding you back. Like, I'm a big believer in if you find better, go for it. I'm not going to stop you. But he's like, that's not even on the table. That's not even a thought. He's that like, comes you're putting to- words on my mouth. Yeah, he's just like, no, like, this, that, it's not, like, it's not about. Has he said that to you, though? Yeah. Okay. He's like, yeah. He's like, of course you know me, too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> he's not like, actually, I plan to hold you back. Please yeah, stop. No, um, yeah. I so. Mean, so, yeah, the rules. How does sleepover start? Yeah, so we took two months off from seeing each other completely so that we could do some deep inner work. Didn't see each other at all? No yeah. dinners? No FaceTimes? Well, it was also my birthday, so we did do dinner on my okay. birthday. And then oh, we had sex. Yeah, that must have been. <laughs> Where, whose house did you go back to? Mine. Okay. Who has a better apartment? He does. He's Really? Yeah. He's got the one bedroom. I have a studio. Okay. Yeah. But no one has roommates? No. We're you weren't going to do that? No. I mean, I actually kind of wanted roommates, but then he told me that he has experience from roommate situations, and he's like, even something as simple as, like, sharing fridge space yeah. is, like, not something you want to do in your 30s. Totally. Yeah. And yeah. I cook a lot, so. Yeah, yeah, it's just, like, why have that added thing? And I think you'd yeah. want to be with him more. Yeah. And it would have defeated the independence purpose of it. Yeah, and I also wanted to cry a lot. hmm So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I couldn't have people be totally. like, you're a freaking weirdo. Do, um... Where do you have your sleepovers most often? His. And is, so has that just become completely natural of like, yeah. I'm going to come stay over tonight? Or? Yeah. It's like every single, sometimes we'll do dinner in my neighborhood because my neighborhood is better than, so he's in Upper West Side. Okay. I'm in Upper East. And, uh, or like sometimes we'll meet in the lowers. And Did have you dinner. plan to have the apartments close-ish to each other? So, like if he had done deep Brooklyn and you had been like, on the west side. It would have been over. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's literally, like, you have to get a passport. Literally. Honestly, even right now, it's kind of, like, hard because you have to take a bus. It's cold. It's cold. It sucks. So, I actually was going to do a follow-up TikTok video for mm-hmm. anyone who needs, like, pointers yeah. on who wants to do this. And the first thing I was going to say is try to get an apartment in the same neighborhood. Yeah. So, he, like, first thing was, like, man, I should have gotten an apartment in Upper East Side. 
But I kind of like that, like, once it starts getting warmer, like, the other day it was, like, 60 degrees, and we, like, met in the park to have a picnic. And I was like, I love this. It's like, we have Garden of Eden in between our apartments. Do you watch the same TV shows? Do you do, like, a Netflix party or a, you know what I'm talking about? So funny. No, we do watch TV shows together, and we'll usually, like, now that we're not together during the week, we're both, like more ambitious than ever he, uh-huh. we're working a lot more we're just like really determined to get our shit in order um so we'll save all of our tv shows for the weekend so we spend almost so spend the weekend every together. weekend together so tonight you'll go over there yeah like it's president's day weekend we're spending the whole weekend together i'm and so excited you like look forward to that yeah. do you ever go get an airbnb upstate or like go on vacation together still because yeah. you guys like to travel yeah totally we were just thinking about booking a flight to florida next weekend to do just, it yeah if, like we need to get out of the cold so the only other thing i know about you is when you walked in here i said are you close with your family and you said no yeah. Not now. Yeah. We had a recent falling out because of this whole situation. This is baffling to me. Yeah. I guess I want to hear so much about that and hear so much culturally how that... Yeah. Because that's how it sounds like it impacted them, right? Yeah. It was a lot of, like, um, something I didn't say before was that my family is um, basically, like, very narcissistic. So they are very demanding of our time and attention, so, what do you think they would say to that? Do you I think, think they'd they agree? agree. Yeah. I think they know that. Oh. I don't think they would say it like, oh, yeah, I'm a narcissist. But I think they're going to be like, yeah, like I, it's not a crime to want to see my kids all the time. It's not a crime to want my kids' attention when I gave you guys so much. See, I would never hear that, though. The mind's opposite with that because my mom's parents did that. And now for us, she's like, you don't even have to come to dinner to go do whatever you want to go have your own life. You know what I mean? But how do you do you like that? Uh, there's a balance because yeah. I can feel her doing it for her. And I'm like, but I want to be at dinner, but I want to be with you. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, and then is that reassuring for her? She just can't believe it. It's just like shocking. So I very much feel for me when I have kids, I'm just going to fuck them up. Everyone fucks up their kids. Cause well, you're, that's the main reason I don't want to have kids. Cause you are trying to give them the childhood that you needed, mm-hmm. but that's not what they need. And that's so scary for me. Well, I think that's why it's so important for everyone to go to therapy and do the healing work before even having kids. Yes. I think like as soon as you find out you're pregnant, go to therapy. Yeah. Heal your shit. Yeah. Don't bring that into the future generation. I totally agree. Dak Shepard, do you know who Dak Shepard yeah, is? Of course. I love Dak Shepard. He has this brilliant thing that he said on Ellen about couples therapy, which like a girl in the audience stood up and asked him a question. She was like, What do I do? My relationship sucks, blah blah blah. And he was like, Do you go to couples therapy? And he, she said, No, like I would never do that, blah blah blah. And he's like, Okay, so your car breaks down, do you fix it yourself? And she said, No. And she's and he said, Are you an auto mechanic? No. Well, do you love your car more than you love your relationship? Because you're not I love that. Therapist, yeah. you know, so go bring your relationship yeah. for a checkup. Like, that's, I love that. Yeah. Okay, so let's get back. How were your, how was your family impacted by this decision? How'd they find out? Yeah. Why so, do they even need to be impacted by it? Because I'm proud. <laughs> Everything involves family. Uh, you uh, want to go to the bathroom, it involves the family. No, it's very <laughs> dramatic, but. Um, but it feels like that. I'm yeah. suffocating like that. Like if I wanted to change my job and I didn't tell my family, they would be like, oh, you don't care about us? Oh, like we don't matter to you? Like I chose to qu- quit my job 
in corporate America in 2018 and to go travel the world. And they were like, how dare you not be here all the time? And I'm like, well, I, it's my life, and I don't have kids, and I could do it. And they're like, oh, but what about your sister's kids? You're going to miss their entire life. You're going to miss, like, their birthdays and this and that. Do you think it, it's a little bit of envy, like, that they didn't break the cycle and do that themselves? You know, it's funny. When I first decided to, like, when I first moved out, uh, my mom almost changed completely and was, like, very supportive. She was like, good for you. You're doing what I wish I did. My mom lives vicariously through me. Yeah. Until December, we had a big wedding in the family. My cousin was getting married. And she's, like, going around telling everybody that I'm separated. And you're I, not separated. You're stronger than ever. Yeah. So I told her that, too. I was like, Ma, like, we're doing so good. Like, it's finally working. And I think it was envy that I got it all. Mm-hmm. Like, I took the risk and I didn't lose it all. That's what it seems like. And then I think my mom just, I don't even think it was envy. I think it was disbelief. Like, she was like, that's not possible. A man will never handle that, never deal with it. It was like her own limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. So she couldn't even, like, listen to what I was saying and believe it. And she was, like, creating her own narrative in her head. My therapist has a great visual that has stuck with me for years which is if your family is like a mobile above a baby's bed yeah you know like the dangling yeah, yeah. things and you're one of them and I was this one that is shaking it and all the other ones start to shake and they go whoa you know we don't want to shake what the fuck are you doing stop shaking us and they try to settle everything you're shaking your family mobile yeah they don't want that they want to calm it yeah and I, I think it's a lot of my sister too like she was just like oh yeah like her life is in shambles mm-hmm. And I was like, and this is what I hear through the grapevine from mm-hmm. my cousins, because I haven't talked to her since Thanksgiving. Um, and it's just so disheartening to hear that someone that is supposed to love you and support you feels that way, when instead she could have just been like, send me a text and be like, how are you? Like, are you good? I know there's a lot going on in your life, and it seems really overwhelming, but... Just know that I'm there for you. Well, the sister one's confusing to me, too, because your sister, my sister, they're the only people who went through the experience of growing up in the way that you did, your family, everything. We have very different parents. So my dad, his whole life, wanted a baby girl, and he got my sister. And then she's the princess of the house, can do no wrong. Oh, my God. Yeah. And what happened with you? I, they actually wanted a boy when I was born, um, and they got me instead. So I, and then after me, they got, did, did get a boy. So oh, my brother well, is like also just, the kid that can do no wrong. You're the runt. I am, yeah. I'm the, I'm the throwaway child the that throwaway they never child. wanted. Oh, that's painful. But that's also why I spent my whole life, like, being a people pleaser, trying to get their love and attention, until I hit my breaking point, And I was like, why am I living my life for others? For them. When they don't even care about my happiness. Like, they want me to live my life according to them, but they're not even sitting there to get to know who I am as a human. Yeah. So take me back. Why? How did they find out? Yeah, so I called my parents, and I was like, yeah, like, this is happening. It was, like, when I was about to sign the lease, and I was like, well, I guess I should know because everything goes through the parents. Um, like, they just, like, have to know everything going on. Learned that the hard way. Now, like, they don't even know that, like... 
I was featured in Insider. They don't know yeah. anything anymore. They don't even know that, like, if we will live together one day, they don't know if I'm ever going to move out of the city. cut you off in terms of communication? Yeah. Because yeah. of this? Yeah. I mean, I did get mad at my mom, and I was like, why are you going around telling the whole family that I'm separated when I'm not? Why am I getting calls from my aunt and my uncle saying, oh, my God, how are you? Are you okay? <laughs> what When you go to have this phone call, did you anticipate it being this bad of a reaction? No. You never really think that you're going to have a real falling out with the people you love. No. You think, okay, it's going to be a little bit of drama. Mm -hmm. We'll get through it like we always do. Yeah. But then there was something in me, too, after crying for two weeks after this whole thing happened. I was like... And you explained it to them. Yeah. Yeah, they don't give a fuck. They're not listening. Yeah. Um, And it was like... The most freeing moment of my life when I finally had this moment of, like, I cannot change how they see me and what they say about me, Mm -hmm. but I can take control of my story. And maybe that's why I posted that TikTok video, because it happened a week after Mm. all of that. Yeah, you were like, if I'm going to And subconsciously, maybe, like, my, like, body is just, like, acting... In a way that... I think you're the biggest gift in their life, rocking the mobile. I hope they'll realize that one day. I hope so, too, and they may not. That's the shitty part. Yeah. Um, so you tell them, they freak out, they say, that's not okay. Yeah, they're just like, you know, one, you're being a child. Mm-hmm. You are not thinking about this clearly. You When you're being the most adult. That's what I thought. Possible. But I'm also... A rebel, mm-hmm. and I go against the rules a lot. So I didn't know in the moment that I was doing the smart thing because I didn't know what the outcome was going to be. I could have lost him. I could have been completely alone, and I could have been miserable. And I just took that risk because I felt like I had to. And for me, the way I was seeing it was the way every single person who's married in my life right now is miserable. Like, for me, there's no good relationship out there. Yeah, there's no that I've seen. role model for you. There's no role model. So I'm like, I know what doesn't work, so I have to try something completely different to see if that works. Yeah. And I think it's really fucking working. Yeah, I like, think it's really fucking working yeah. too. It's interesting though because when you said that you had this inner moment of, I have to grow the fuck up. Yeah. What you were presented with of what a grown-up looks like isn't what you were telling yourself. Yeah, my I parents have to- are not adults. They're children. Like- yeah. But but how you've, in a great way, kind of become the black sheep and seen that, and for yourself, been able to have your own version of what a grown-up looks like. So to me, it's like if you're following rules, mm-hmm. then you're a child. Mm-hmm. Because adults are able to choose what makes sense and what doesn't and choose like create their own yeah. life that's something that I've always wanted to do. like I was a little girl and I would look at adults and be like oh my god I cannot wait I cannot wait to be 30 and make my own rules mm-hmm. like it was something that I just like strived for my whole life yeah and then when I got to 30 mm-hmm. I swear my whole life changed I was like wow I could do anything I want like I could make the rules. I could do. I could go travel the world for a year. I could live wherever I want. I can like quit my job. I can do anything. Well, let's. Do you want to plug your business for a minute? Yeah, sure. So I created Jetpack Social Club. 
Um, and it is a friendship club for anybody who's looking for friendship in New York City. So we do fun events, parties, happy hours, and then we also do curated events. Like we match our members, four to six people, for a happy hour or dinner um, based on your interests mm-hmm. and stuff. And then uh, I also host my own podcast, Make Your Own Rules. Oh, my God. Where I hopefully can inspire more and more people to just create a life on their own terms. I love that. With. Make your own rules. It's on Spotify, Apple. Yep, the whole Spotify, shebang. YouTube, video. Perfect. Yeah. What, um, so anybody can join? Yeah. Your All socioeconomic backgrounds. Okay. It's, uh, the only rule that we have is you must be kind. No assholes allowed. Mm. You must have an open mind, open heart to accept people that may not have the same exact interests as you and just... You don't have to agree with them. Just be kind because we're all just here to grab a drink and have a good time. That sounds awesome. Yeah, that sounds really, really awesome. And no shop talk allowed. No, like if networking stuff comes out of it, great. But yeah. that's not the agenda. Okay. Just come and get to know someone on a human level. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love it. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to touch on with your story. Are you at a place of acceptance when it comes to the family stuff? Or like what, yeah. what do you want? Yeah, I've had to come to acceptance in order to um, use my energy towards the future and Mm -hmm. not have it stuck in the past. So for me, it's like coming to terms with this is my life, this is my situation. I cannot play a victim because I have to play a a warrior. Mm -hmm. And I have to use this and see what did I learn from this and take it into my future. So now, like before... Especially during BLM and all that, I was like trying to change everyone's mind. I was like, "Oh, you don't know, like blah blah." blah. Like, black people are suffering, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, "Nah," and I'm like, nah, "Nah, I'm trying to change minds." Now I'm like, "Okay, I can't change people, but what I can do is lead by example and take ownership of my own story and my own narrative, and just like be the person that I want to see more of in the world." So just fix on like just sit and like fix myself and work on myself instead of trying to change everybody else. So I'm like done trying to change my parents. I'm you done are to badass. You are a badass. That is like the biggest inspiration of the year. Seriously, I feel so inspired just listening to you. That's insane. It's <laughs> not insane. That's exactly just the truth. Did you end up going in on the business with your dad? No. Oh my gosh! Thank God. Yeah. So oh, you're not financial. They're not helping you financially right now. No. So they, I did take a little bit of their money mm-hmm. in the beginning. And then uh, in January, mm-hmm. no money came in. Mm-hmm. And I texted Dad. And I was like, hey. Hey, bestie. Just checking in. <laughs> no problem. And he's like, oh, I have no idea what's happening in your life. So I figured you don't need it anymore. And I was like, oh, you could have called. Did you say, like, I'm happy to inform you what's happening in my life? Like yeah, I was like, you know, I'm available. Mm-hmm. I'm your daughter. Mm-hmm. I'm here. I'm available. And he got very dramatic and said, oh, well, you know, you're not there. You're not at family functions. You're not. They live in the tri-state area. They live in New Jersey. Yeah. Um, And honestly, it was the same week that I got a consulting gig at another company. And it paid double what I was getting from my dad. And it was like a moment. Like in the moment, I was like, fuck dad. This sucks. (laughs) <laughs> but then the next day, when I processed everything and felt my feelings, mm-hmm. I was like, wait a minute. The universe is literally providing for me. Yeah. I don't need this. I'm good. 
And I had to, like, reassure myself that I truly now, since January, I'm, like, literally now, finally, truly supporting myself completely independently. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. For the first time at 32. I am so old. No, I think it's great. I think it's great. I'm Um, so privileged. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm, I'm very privileged and still my parents support me. So... I want to ask a final question that I'm asking everyone. Okay. And I'm going to make, like, a big map of the answers. What is your go-to favorite restaurant in New York? Oh, man. It can be, like, nicest spot, not nice spot. Where should you send someone? so many. You know, the first thing that comes to mind, I'm just going to go with, like, my gut first response. Please, your gut's great, so just go with it. (laughs) Thanks. Uh, Frank in East Village. Little Frankie's or Frank? Frank. So Little Frank's is good, but uh-huh. for me, Frank is like chef's kiss. Okay, where is Frank? I've never been. Second Avenue. Frank? Okay. Same owner as Little Frankie's. Okay, Italian. Yep. What do you get? What's the go-to meal? Like the pepperdale bolognese. Okay. So good. Frank, we're coming to get your bolognese. Yeah. He's great on Instagram, too. He does little... Well, videos. he's gonna. you're going to eat for free after this. <laughs> oh, my God. I hope so. Um, well, thank you so much. I loved this. Oh, this my is God. so inspiring. I am honored. Thank you so much. I feel like I've had nothing but sad stories, and yours Sadness is can become your superpower. Sadness is, like, it's an emotion just like happiness, and it deserves the same respect. You need to write a book. I will. She's going to write a book. Go buy a book. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, thanks. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and follow the podcast wherever it is you listen to it so that we can bring you more unexpected stories by ordinary people. And if you don't like the episode, forget what I just said and just please don't tell anyone.